This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me, as always... Hi there. This is Amy S. The other Amy. Hey, guys. We are coming down to the last... Well, I guess it's three episodes, but like this is our second to last podcast episode on Haven, right. which will be airing its series finale on... This Thursday. Thursday. Yes, Thursday, December 17th. It's going to be on from 10 p.m. to midnight, back-to-back episodes. So hopefully if you were able to, you guys took off on Friday. Unfortunately, some people can't. I am one of them. It's going to be a long night, a long Friday. And honestly, (laughs) we're going to be devastated. I'm, let's just call it now. It's, it's going to be a haven hangover like we've never experienced before. Um, Because it'll have that emotion to it. Yes, I'm hoping the ending of the show doesn't devastate me, but just coming to realization that this show for me, Amy, I've been watching since day one, since July of 2010. Um, Six years I've been watching and it's just going to be gone. It's going to be over. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what some of us are going to do. But what are we all going to do? Havenites, we might need to uh, get the Havenite support group going for a few weeks after the finale. (laughs) (laughs) That, That may be true. But before we do that, let's check in. As usual, because it's still around, uh, for some Haven news, if anything. Yeah, good point, Amy, if anything. Just Eric Balfour had tweeted that he would tweet the Haven finale uh, with everyone. I don't know if he will be on um, during East Coast airing or West Coast airing. Uh, What time zone, I don't know. Or both. And William Shatner did live tweet... at 10 p.m. Pacific time, uh, our past episode, there's a, so there's a possibility he'll be on live tweeting as well uh, for our two-hour finale. I haven't seen it confirmed, but um, he did tweet the last one. So, you never so know. that's kind of exciting. That you know? is. Tweet directly with William Shatner himself. <laughs> let, let everybody come together for one large live tweet party on Thursday. And, you know, hashtag Haven. Some people right. want to do hashtag Haven forever. Yeah, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Amy and I were talking. I would love to do hashtag Haven Forever just because, um, well, it's the title of the last episode. But I think for all of us, Haven will forever be, you know, a favorite show and we'll have fond memories and um, just lots of fun times through the six years that Haven's been on. So Haven Forever for me, I'll never forget the show or friends and experiences that it's brought me. So, you know. Definitely, definitely. So, guys, join us. We'll all be tweeting together. I'll be tweeting from my account, uh, AmyJ21. Uh, Amy's going to be tweeting. So yes. find us, tweet. Maybe some of the writers will tweet too. Who knows? Yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll, we'll just see. But either way, you'll at least have us. Right. And uh, thank you to everyone to, for listening to our podcast. So we've got this one where we're going to talk about uh, last week's episode, The Widening Gyre. And then we have one more podcast to talk about our two-hour finale. It's so crazy. We're in disbelief. We're in, um, not shock, but we we're, we just... It's surreal. I, I don't think it's hit us either, even though we're not officially part of the show. It's still kind of like, Amy, what are we going to do after this? I know. Well, you know, that old phrase, all good things must come to an end. So I don't, don't know. know. Don't know. But let's let's talk about this episode. Because okay, let's get into it before we go down, down some path that we can't this, recover from, Amy. This episode was written by Nick Parker, who also wrote uh, the comic book yes. ep- that, that were attached to the season three and four DVDs. And there was a quite a bit in this episode regarding that first comic book from the season three DVD. Yes. And Nick has done a wonderful job. He, he always has in the past. And this one is no different. This episode, I think, of every episode of Haven was the most revolutionary, revealing episode there was. Okay. 
not revolutionary revelationary <laughs> i think is the better one i but think i know what you're trying to say it was very revealing right there is, was is just it pronounced revelatory i don't know i, I don't even know but <laughs> you guys know if you if you go to the website revisitinghaven.com i i usually put quotes and stuff so that if you if you can't watch the video you can at least go back and see what was said mm -hmm. kind of see what happened and anything important and the quick quips we get this right. is the first one i've done that had six pages of, of quotes, quotes from our characters to from find the out characters yeah because there was so much revealed i couldn't not write about this and the other thing is I clearly did not catch everything the first time you watch it because there was so much going on. Oh, totally. Right? How many times have you watched it, Amy? Um, three or four, yeah. if not more. And, and uh, the other thing with Haven is like, um, let's see if I can explain this. Sometimes they'll give us an answer or a reveal. And in, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, so that means X, Y, and Z, or that's a callback to that episode, or that's mm -hmm. a callback to whatever. Right. And by the time I'm still trying to figure this all out in my mind, you know, there are three scenes down the road in the show and I'm, I need to catch up and figure out what's going on again. Right. Right. Like you may have missed, missed yes. that important. What well, did that miss something else? And you may have, who knows? Yeah. And there's so much going on so fast. And this episode was all of that. And so let's kick it off with, uh, Vince. Let's start with, Vince, let's start with Vince. Vince. Oh my gosh. Vince. I love him so much. I'm like a, a Vince fan. All, not that I wasn't before, but I'm uh, more than I've ever been. So Vince has spent his whole life pretty much keeping Haven's secrets, protecting the town. He's been the leader of the guard. He has taken, he and Dave um, have kind of made it their life's mission, right? Their, their purpose is to protect Haven. And um, he kind of made the ultimate sacrifice this week as his brother Dave did a couple weeks ago, right? Mm hmm So... Um, we find out from Howard how Howard came to be, right? Talk about reveals. Um, we found out Howard's not really a being. He's just the keeper of the barn. He's like this artificial intelligence, right? We found out Howard sacrificed himself. And that um, Howard Howard felt, well, what we found out was that the controller of the barn had to be someone who was passionate and devoted like, you had to have the love. Haven to me has always been about love. If you ask me, Amy, the passion and the devotion and the connection, which is the same way of saying the love. I, well, okay, he had a love for his family, but it, but he really, truly, firmly believed in the mission of the barn at that time. Right? Okay, yes. And so and his duty and his duty, and he had to own that. And yes, he had a love for his family, which is the driving force of what he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, but because he was damaged, he forgot and couldn't place the image of his family in him and lost that motivation, which is the love you were talking about. Right. So in Haven, um, and I kind of tweeted at Nick, the writer of this, it's all about love. And he kind of sent me a little note back. When is it not? So kind of touche. But in Haven, it is always about love. And I think, um, you know, the strongest, one of the strongest emotions there is love and you're right, Amy, Howard couldn't, if he didn't have that connection or that love or that driving force, um, he, he couldn't be the controller, right? right? And it wasn't really that he physically couldn't do it. He didn't have the emotional state to allow him to do it. Um, so that was an interesting twist, without a doubt. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, again, we had no idea who it was, right? We never, yeah. I didn't see that coming in the sense that 
I knew Agent Howard was a construct of the barn, but I didn't uh-huh. realize he was a real person. Or I had a thought because if you watch the the comic book, yeah, you it's knew, like, yeah. wait a minute, what? Huh? Yeah. How did this happen? And then you realize what happens, uh-huh. and then Vince, which you got to admit, Vince has always had that passion, that devotion. Um, it would have been a fight between him and Dave if Dave was around as yes. to who could do it. Right. And if you think about it, let's take the actors we have now, uh, the characters we have now. Dwight, do you right. think he'd have that passion devotion in comparison to Vince or Dave? He I, does. He does, but he doesn't have the years and years, yes. like yes. three yes. iterations that yeah. Dave and Vince had. Right, right. Absolutely right, Amy. That's a very good point. I appreciate you, you pointing that out. Yeah. Right. And then you have Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan could probably do it, but I think his love for Audrey would make it difficult. Right. Right. And then Duke. Yeah, it's not going to work. Well, because he's not Duke right now, so not going to work. He's yeah. not going to work. Um, McHugh, don't know enough about him. Can't say it. So right now, really, the best choice we have at, would be Dwight or Vince. Yeah. And, and it's going to be Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was interesting and not surprising. I didn't see that coming, though. And also, you know, Vince knows, we've talked about this, you know, with the loss of Dave, you know, it's going to be very difficult for Vince to live onwards without Dave. We know Croatone is actually in Haven, so things are on the brink of disaster. Um, And as soon as Vince kind of, the light bulb went off in Vince's head, he jumped on that opportunity. Hey, I'll do it. I'll be the new controller. He didn't flinch. He didn't waste a minute. He's like, give it to me. I'm doing it. So, um, pretty much. uh, And at the risk of his life, he's like, it's something I got to do. Even if I die, I die. That's the way it is. You're right, Amy. He was willing to die in the process if it didn't work, but he had to try, which is what Dave did when Dave went back into his mind palace to talk, you know, to erase Croatoan's ability to stop time and uh, the loss of memories. You know, Dave took that chance. It might cost me my life, but I want to do it. Yeah. And same thing with Vince. Yeah. And, and we, we did learn you know, as I said earlier, when Dave died, he wasn't going to be the first. He he was the first, but he wasn't going to be the last of our favorites to die. Right. And here right. we see that Vince did die. Yeah. And, you know, Howard told him that the barn will pull everything from the void and send it back. And this is, you know, what we need to do to help save Haven. And Vince, like, he's on it. And now but, he's no longer Vince. But here's my question. He said, you know, when you have the Aether Core repaired. Uh-huh. Does anybody know how to repair that thing? Say that again, Amy? How do you repair the Aether Core? Well, that happens next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Because <laughs> I could have sworn they used all the Aether creating the core. Nathan didn't bring any back from the void with him. Well, I think... So, we, what? We've seen some preview clips without saying too much. I think, you know, it, it comes to light next week. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But that the, we'll leave it for that. But... Uh, amazing. I love the direction that the story for Vince, uh, Dave, the Teague brothers have been a part and it's only appropriate that they are a part of saving it as well. Yes. That they both gave their lives for Haven. Yep. And at, at the time when there was almost no option and they stepped up and they did it. So, um, it's amazing when you, again, you know, you think of our very first episode of Haven, Welcome to Haven. They were just Vince and Dave, the funny old fuddy-duddy newspaper guys on their tandem bike. And, you know, Vince saying to Audrey, we drink Mai Tais at three or something like that. And, and look what's become of them through, through the years of the show. Wow. Amazing. And, and yeah, yeah. There's, there's only going to be more of that as we go along. So let's, let's talk about the other 
story that's come a long way, and that's Duke and Nathan. Yes, and what was going on in this whole scene this week. Oh, my gosh. So we kind of had a parallel to um, when Audrey was trapped in Mara. We've kind of got real Duke is inside of this evil Duke, right? And um, Nathan, talk about love and uh, devotion and dedication. Nathan's belief in Duke. Um, Nathan trying to get the real Duke out of evil Duke, just how he was able to believe in Audrey and get Audrey out of Mara. And the thing Uh, is is that Nathan believed that before he saw Duke in there, he, mm -hmm. you know, he tried to fight him and then Duke is choking him. And he's like, Duke, please. And yeah, Duke comes out. And whether this was a ploy by Croatoan or not, right? Because we find Mm -hmm. out later that Croatoan's being the puppet master Right, and, and he just wants to get his hands on the census trouble, and it was all just a whole... It was know, planned. Yeah. Doesn't change the fact that Duke is within uh, Black Eye Duke. And doesn't change the fact that Nathan has this a never-ending belief in him. Um, Which you know, he, they, no, he didn't have that before. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's the true. thing that shows Thank how you. far that's these true. two have come from right, the first you're right. episode. You're right, you're right. Um, remember, one of my favorite scenes in all of Haven is in episode one when... Uh, Duke and Audrey go, excuse me, Nathan and Audrey go onto Duke's boat because um, Nathan's going to look for Duke. Um, and, you know, he goes onto his boat to try and find him and he jumps off of Duke's boat. And um, Audrey says, I take him. You don't like it for this or something. And uh, Nathan says, I don't like him for anything. And he says, everything about this guy is a pain in my ass. I love that scene when Nathan says that. Um, yeah, he so wouldn't say right, that now, though. No, God, no. To your point. Yeah. So that was episode one. And look where we are now. And that's the thing is. Croatoan must know well enough about things, right? He's been riding in Dave, so he knows how people are interacting. He knows where things are. He knows that Nathan's going to try to save his friend. Right. I mean, Nathan went, jumped, uh, ran after Duke in episode 514 in the Shroud. Nathan ran through the Shroud to try to get Duke not to leave Haven. And, you know, he, Nathan is just going to believe in him at all times, it seems, right? Now he is, yeah. And, yeah. And the yeah, thing is, is, yeah. He does this. And didn't you love how um, Duke gave Nathan the clue that, um, you know, Croatoan was inside of Dave. So Croatoan is hiding Audrey where Dave in Dave's secret hiding place. The same way that Audrey gave, came out of Mara for just a minute in the gibberish episode. And Aud- Mara, well, Audrey was inside Mara and said to Duke, it's not your fault. Just that little glimpse of... You know, and Duke came out for just a minute and gave Nathan that clue the way Audrey had came out for just a minute and gave Duke that clue. Um, I thought that was really neat. It is. It is. And and the thing is, is that, you know, regardless of the fact that Croatone set all this up and, you know, they gave him glimpses of Duke as much as they could. Duke is the one that still gives him the clue. Yes. And tells him, hey, this is the way it is. Now, let's talk about a different aspect. Let's talk about Dwight. And his mm-hmm. feelings about all of this. Okay. I got to say, um, if I am ever possessed with, by black eyes, mm-hmm. the way Mara possessed Audrey or the way Duke is being possessed currently, yes. please don't have Dwight near me. Well, Dwight is on board now, though, but it's taken no, no, no. a while. <laughs> Dwight was not initially on board and he probably would have had me killed or something. When he says, I'm afraid that we've lost our Duke forever. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even going to try? You're just gonna you, come on, man. I mean, he did come around and he did well, say with Nathan's help, right? Nathan. Well, Nathan's the one that had the belief, but he did come around yeah. and say, you know, Nathan's right. 
no man left behind. Right, 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 right. Um, so yes, thank you, Dwight, for coming on board. However, if if push comes to shove, I feel <laughs> like Dwight would shove me, <laughs> and I don't want to be around Dwight because of and that. And you know, I think you're right, Amy. I think Dwight's he's shown us that through his episodes. He's a little more skeptical at first, and he's just like almost with blinders on. Safe Haven is my mission, and um, or Protect Haven is my mission. Um, so I think you're right. He, he doesn't, he doesn't always dig a little deeper initially. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's, that might be a little bit of a thing. Cause now Dwight, okay, we'll wrap up Duke and Nathan. They, you know, Nathan's alive. Good. Yeah. Duke has the census. Not good. Yeah. Um, and we'll have to see what happens, but now we have Dwight. Who has gone to find Audrey at the Yellow House? What is with the Yellow Houses? Are there Thank only you. so many Yellow Houses in Haven? So, so Nathan's house is yellow. In that same episode, the Colton house is yellow. Now we've got this yellow, creepy house up on the hill. I you know, know Amy, what, when we went to Nova Scotia, I don't remember seeing this many Yellow Houses. Yeah, I don't remember this much yellow either. So maybe it's because they're more outdoors in the Halifax area. They're not so much on the South Shore. I, I'm not really sure what's going on there. <laughs> I don't know, but it was a gorgeous house. Um, but Dwight, let's talk a moment about Dwight. Dwight, who Nathan said, send someone to see Vince and find out where they would hide. Yes. Right? Right. And you mean someone, not you? And it was like, yeah, you know, Dwight Duke's and in there. Was- I deserved it. I, I, he owe it to him to save him. Okay, I'll right, go. Right. right. So Dwight goes and talks to Vince, right? And we what does know- Dwight not do next? What does he not do? Yeah. Well, he went to talk to Vince. Uh-huh. Um, and then he does what? He gets the address. Yeah. He kind of, he pats Vince on the shoulder and kind of says goodbye to him. I mean. what? But what does he do? You're, you're confusing me. You got to answer that question for me. I don't know where you're going. He has no backup. How does he oh. go to this house with no one with him? Well, he's got his crossbow. <laughs> you're dealing with Croatoan, who you've seen what he can do. You've seen what happens and you're not going to go with, with backup. And right. did you tell because, anybody about because this? Back in the police station, when Nathan was interrogating Duke and, and Dwight was getting ready to leave, Dwight said McHugh's on his way. He'll be your backup. Um, so, but Dwight was willing to go uh, approach Croatone with just his crossbow, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, he, he didn't know what he was facing and he goes in without backup, which come on guy. you, you you're a cleanup man. You're the, you were the chief of the town, and this is how you're doing it? Yeah, and you've got all these guardsmen at your disposal, but you approach the house on your own. And, and just, just a little quick aside, you know, Nathan's got some control over the town and with the guard now, too, um, because he said that, you know, he had them all on board with his plan to collect the troubled people and bring them into the holding place. Right. And he, also when he sent McHugh to get the census book, Nathan said, you know, tell him I, I sent you and they'll, they'll be okay with that. Um, right. So anyhow, so, so we see a does- change of that. that. That's also a good point. But Dwight's doing more than scouting. If you're doing scouting... That's one thing. But you go into the house mm-hmm. and then you run into your daughter. Yeah. He, last we I heard mean, was dead. Right. She died because of the troubles and he's been without her for a number of years. And, and she, little Lizzie, that was his daughter. This can't be good. Because Croatoan is used to trouble to bring her, his daughter back to show 
you know, it's part of his plan to show a perfect haven to everyone, mostly to Audrey. But yeah, but but Amy, wasn't that so sweet? I mean, Dwight, I mean, it's his daughter. He got her back, even if it's just this moment. I mean, oh my Listen, gosh. My oh. heart breaks for Dwight yeah. because he has his daughter back. But does this mean that that poor man has to say goodbye to his daughter twice? I know, and he just, you know, just how they all had to say goodbye to Charlotte. You know, Charlotte just died in his arms. He got Charlotte back, and he didn't, remember in that episode? of, of He course, lost her twice. Yeah, he didn't want to let Charlotte go, um, but he had to do it. Um, he was... I gotta uh, tell you, I can't see Dwight saying goodbye twice. I mean, and what, we don't know if this is actually Lizzie or a construct of Lizzie or, you know, we don't know anything about what's going on at the moment. Well, I guess that's a good point, um... I did just jump to the conclusion that, you know, it's uh, Crow Atone's use of trouble to bring her back, and he's trying to show what perfect Haven will be, or he can make uh, Haven perfect. He can take away the troubles and give a perfect Haven to everyone, but we'll talk about that in a minute, because that's more about next week's episode. Um, right. So we don't yeah, know. So, yeah. So what's the future for Dwight? Is that really his daughter? And if it is, is he going to be able to keep her, or does he have to say goodbye again? What's going What's going on? And how does this influence Dwight? Is Dwight now going to be blackmailed into, hey, you can keep your daughter if you do what I need? Well, I see that's Audrey. That's what Croatoan's going to do that to Audrey. Croatoan's going to say to Audrey, um, I've given you what you want, Audrey. You want a trouble-free haven. You want the town to be safe, and you, you want everybody to have their loved ones. And I'm showing you this perfect haven and they're happy. And if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm taking that perfect haven away. I think Croatoan's using that against Audrey. Okay. And so that, that's speculation. Okay. We don't know that, guys. Just so you know. That's an assumption for the next episode. But it's a good segue into the, the other big part of this episode, which is Croatoan and Audrey's face-to-face. -face. Holy smokes. Did we learn a lot? We did. There was, and, there was tons going on, starting yeah. from where the name came from. Okay. What is his name really just Croatoan? What is <laughs> I mean, I don't think Charlotte married quote Croatoan. What is his name? It's Croatoan. <laughs> I don't think uh, I, th I think his name is Croatoan. I don't think he had like several names. I just that was his name, I guess. But but well, I thought we called him that because of the Roanoke colony and the lost colony and everything that happened, and I thought uh Croatoan and it was a name related to all of that but you know what I don't know I don't either and that's I confess, technically the name that we have or I dad have time, I didn't have the time to do the research I confess so I apologize maybe I should not have brought up a question that I myself didn't take the time to try to answer so my bad <laughs> that's okay but but the conversation between Croatoan and Audrey was more than enlightening so we yes. learned let, let's talk about what we learned okay we learned that he can control the troubles. That's yes. how he healed Audrey's arm, which he broke, by the way. Who breaks oh. someone's arm? Uh, granted. Who breaks his own daughter's arm just to make a point? Let me make a point, but oh, let me break your arm to do it. Oh, no. Well, Grant, I mean, at the same time, he did get stabbed in the neck. I guess I should give force by force kind of thing. Eh. Still, yeah, you broke your daughter's arm whatever. and then did that so that you could show that you can control the troubles. Then we learn that Audrey, Mara, we'll, we'll differentiate by saying Mara. Mara was sick yes. when she was young. Right. Everyone else in Advanced World was willing to write her off. 
Well, just accept the fact that she was um, dead, dying, whatever. She was terminal and there was no cure and they were just going to let her die. Now, I don't think in real life you just let people die. You sometimes have to accept the fact that there's nothing that can be done and he wasn't willing to accept that. Right. He was the only one apparently and that's when he began the experimentations. This is kind of like Frankenstein though because what he right. did right was yeah. infuse her blood with aether. So she is the only person between the advanced world and regular world that has aether within her blood. And she can create the troubles. As a result yes. of that. Yeah. Now, so so to, to, to touch a little bit more on that, Amy, I don't see that he really, he didn't just save her. He made her a guinea pig. He used her as a science experiment. He changed her. He played science on his own daughter and where we live in the world, that is unethical. And he doesn't see the harm or how it was wrong. He says to her that you are my creation and I have made you this way. I created you. I mean, that is so twisted. Okay. This is, let's talk about that. Okay. She is sick. She is dying. He figures out a way to save her. He does that. He saves her. She is alive. And we realize that she now has aether within her. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody else realizes she has aether within her and that's why she survived, but it is what it is. Does that make him wrong? Let's don't, don't look at anything else. Does that make it wrong? Okay. So he saved his daughter, but at what cost? At okay. What no, no, price? no, no. That, that's, that's separate. That's the second part. So saved his daughter. You're a great father scientist. You saved your daughter. Now what? Well, I, I think that when you're talking about ethics and morality and mm -hmm. right and wrong, it's not always so black and white that he's just right because he saved his daughter. End of discussion. He's, he's right. It's not that simple. No, no. But he saved his daughter. But okay, then he fine. kept going. Right? So he used okay. this aether that he experimented on, saves his daughter. Yeah, he got a little... Um, a power hungry or egotistical or something because he's like, oh, I used the aether and it saved Mara. What else can I do with the aether? Right. So how many people did he continue to try this on and not succeed? And mm -hmm. how many other things did he try and that, you know, raised the flag with everybody else? It wasn't just healing Mara that raised the flag, it seems. Right, because Charlotte said he was banished to the void when he went too far with the aether and he experimented too far. Um, so his world banished him to the void because of what he continued to do with the aether. Now, here's the next question. He goes, saves his daughter Mara. Mara is alive. Mara is able to now create troubles. Is that because of the infusion of the blood and the aether and the bond? Probably, I, right? Right, right, right. So how much does that change? How much does the act of God that Croatoan did on his daughter affected her? So one, we know that she can create troubles. Mm -hmm. Two, how much is that infusion of aether blood caused her to change in personality. Right. Now, did she just create all these troubles? Um, did Croatoan continue to influence her somehow to, uh, when she was a child? We don't know these answers, right? Did he say something like, oh, I made you, you're special, you're my creation, look what you can do. And did he show her what she could do with the aether and how she could make the troubles? Um, th that's a big question we still need to get answered. And, exactly. And the other thing is, did the influence of the blood and her father kind of cause Mara to go down the wrong path? Because mm -hmm. let's recall season 5A, 
season finale, right? Charlotte yes. was like, duh, this yes. isn't you. Right. And that's also when Charlotte, was it that exact episode? I don't know. Charlotte told us that Mara created the troubles out of misguided love, but out of love. Yeah. Um, so then yes. I think it was that episode. Was it love for her father? And you're right, Amy. Charlotte was the one who said, Dove, this isn't you. Yeah. And so Charlotte, how much was that father's influence? Yes, right. And Charlotte was willing to... Um, Charlotte knew that Mara was so much not her daughter that she killed her, in essence, and kept Audrey alive, right? But, yeah, did Croatoan influence Mara beyond simply the fact that the Aether was in her? And we also know, Amy, in... Uh, Season five, episode 501, uh, Mara says something to Nathan to the effect that she's using the troubles for protection. Um, well, that was, Amy, I think that's kind of our interpretation when Nathan says to Mara, well, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you creating the troubles? And she says, well, why do you have a gun? Right. Um, so does that really literally mean I'm using the troubles for protection? So to your point, Amy, what was Croatoan doing to Mara that she felt she needed to create all these troubles? Did so, she, was Croatoa manipulating her to, uh, so he could get all the Aether from the troubled people? So let's, let's kind of go back a little bit. Father's influencing daughter, daughter's creating troubles, causing panic amongst the people, right? Mm-hmm. Father is banished for his own experiments on Aether and the void and everything, and he gets sent away. Yes. Daughter, in rebellion, angry, and still influenced by father because of what he's done for her, is mm -hmm. still creating these troubles. Mother plus everybody else, including Howard, is like... Including Howard, yes. OMG, this can't continue. We need to punish you for what you're right. doing because it's out of control. Here's the barn. Howard will watch over you 27 years. Blah, blah, blah. That happens, right? Right. Mara, before that, is creating these troubles... Because she said in, I think it was, was it 501? No. Yeah. No, it was 513, I think. And she said she was um, going to get her father back. Yes, that was 513. Do you remember that? Yes. And so the question is, she relates it to protecting herself. She relates this as getting her father back. I think that Croatoan and Mara, Mara was going to get her father back. And together they were going to go back to the advanced world and that was her protection. That was why she had a gun. Okay. That's my speculation that she was going to use that in the advanced world because she needed to get her father. She needed to do all this. William, on the other hand, was like, Croatoan is going to kill you all. He is right. crazy. Hey, I love his daughter. Right. Keeping that in mind. Well, William couldn't do anything with the Aether. William was just her puppet, we know. She manipulated William. Um and, you know, I've mentioned this before, is Croatoan manipulating her? Because if I can switch gears a teeny bit on you, Amy, if you'll let me. Yeah. Um, in this whole scene here with Croatoan and Audrey, how much was Croatoan trying to manipulate her in this episode we just watched just to find out what her weakness was? The whole thing with everything he was telling her, I think there's some truth in it, but the part of you're my daughter and I love you, I don't know how much that is real. I don't know how much he sees Audrey as Mara because he was trying to manipulate Audrey just to find out what what he needed to use against her, what leverage he could use against her. And at the end, we find out he learns that it's her love for Nathan. Um, so, so that's a great point. Let's talk about the conversation between the two. Okay. He says, Croatoan says, it's about time you heard my side of it, right? Yes, he, he does goes say to that. all yeah. this effort 
to get her alone to talk to her about this. Mm-hmm. And we know that something happened with Croatoan and Mara. They had their thing. And Audrey here is Audrey. She's not Mara. She doesn't have Mara's memory. So she's a fresh person trying to figure out what's going on. And Audrey's whole journey, I'm like a broken record, has been, who am I? What's my purpose? Yep. And, and we know she is Audrey Parker, and she protects Haven, and she loves Nathan, and this is who she is. So we learned during this conversation all this backstory, all this stuff from Croatoan's perspective. But we got to yep. keep in mind we have Charlotte's perspective as well. And mm-hmm. now we have Howard's perspective as well. Audrey doesn't have all that. Audrey has Charlotte, and Audrey has Croatoan. Mm-hmm. So she's taking this, and she's hearing it, and... It's interesting the things he says and the way he says it, right? Right. So we talked about this before, and he says, she says, but can't you make troubles on your own? And he says, oh, wait, no, let's, let's back it up. He says, you can control the troubles. You have Duke out there collecting the ones you want, so why do you need me? And he goes, what I did with the Aether to save Mara changed her. It gave her a special bond with the Aether. Mm-hmm. She could do things with it nobody else could. She can create the troubles and Croatoan cannot. But we don't know. Okay, That's so that interpretation. That's th- my understanding. So the guys, the quote, the, the actual were um quotes are so Cro- um Audrey goes, but can't you make troubles on your own? Croatoan says, Yes, of course, but they pale in comparison to the kind of things she could do, and now that singular gift is yours. And Audrey goes, I will never create troubles for you. So here's the thing. He says, yes, of course I can create troubles. Right. But now that singular gift is yours. There's a discrepancy in this. I love how we're analyzing this like a science paper. Like, there's something wrong with that. Yeah, and I, Amy and I talked a little bit off uh, off microphone about this too. It was my understanding from the episode and whatnot that Croatoan can control them, but he can't create them. And and to your point, Amy, Croton did say that to Audrey that was Mara's singular gift, and he's convinced that Audrey can still do all that. Um, I think part of what Croton was saying to Audrey, there was some truth in it and there were some lies in it. Uh, it's a little gray area there. Um, but but I will say, Amy, that if Mara, now Audrey, has the singular gift and she has more power and control over the abilities in the Aether than Croton ever did, Okay, so Audrey is now more powerful than Croatoan. Audrey needs to realize this, and then she will know how to defeat him and how to save Haven. Well, before we go there, you remember when William came back into the picture? Yes. And he said, you know, Audrey, uh, Mara and I would create the troubles. So it's, it's interesting, because I think you're right. I think when those things were said in the past, we always thought William could also create troubles. But I think it's more that... Mara created it and William manipulated it, right? Perhaps. With yeah, the Aether yeah. in the, on his yep. hand. And in all of season four, mm-hmm. everything we got, wasn't it four? Where everybody's yeah. trouble was manipulated? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're, so everyone in advanced world can manipulate Aether. They can manipulate what it does, create heavy and whatnot, but they can't create troubles the way that Mara was able to. Okay, because she has that singular gift, that singular power. Because it's infused in her blood, and I think it's right. that infusion that makes it unique. And that's uh-huh. also why I don't know why Croatoan didn't replicate that, and maybe we'll find that out. Okay, But okay. to your point... I think that she is now more powerful than Croatoan. He needs her, 
Well, and, and, you know, Audrey, the light bulb turned on in her head. She said to Croton, you need me. You want me for something. Well, he needs to take her back to his world so that he can use her powers over the Aether to exact revenge on everybody who banished him. Is well, that yeah. kind of sort of where we're going with this? Yeah, I think, I think it jumps ahead because I think what you're saying, though, before is right that Croton is trying to get Audrey on his side. Mm-hmm. She is probably more powerful than him but doesn't know it doesn't know how to control it doesn't know anything right. at all right. she's a blank slate yes audrey's going to realize this at the end of episode 526 and she's going to save haven please <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i think you're right so going back to the point you were making before before we got sidetracked i think this conversation between croatoan and audrey is a father trying to get his daughter back. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think there's a underlying primary purpose, which is to manipulate Audrey into working for him and being a tool for him because he needs her as his weapon. Yes. And he's kind of using Duke as his weapon, right? And, and he used Dave as his weapon. Yeah. And um, he, he's all about the weapons. And I yeah. think his insistence of bringing Audrey with him to the advanced world is yeah. a pride thing. They banished him. He wants yeah. revenge for this. And she, Audrey has no care to go to the advanced world. She's fine where she is. She loves Haven. No, she, Audrey loves Haven. She loves Nathan. She is Audrey Parker. Audrey Parker has never been in the advanced world. That's not, she is Audrey Parker. End of discussion. And so and that's she, why she says, you know, these are my people. You know nothing right. about me. But he's right. insistent. You will love yeah. it here more. And I think that's the manipulation. That's yeah. the twist. And yeah, so this... The reason we're talking so much about it, this is such a impactful episode. There was so much going on, guys, that we there's so much interpretation we don't know yet. Well, it's so, so exactly. And like I said, I think, you know, Croatone's going to show everybody the perfect world. And then Audrey's going to have to understand, um, you know, Croatone's going to give the perfect haven to everybody and cure all the troubles and bring back the dead people and all that stuff. Um, and, this is speculation, guys. And then... He's going to say to Audrey, you know, I gave you the perfect world. I cured everything. You come with me to the other side and everybody in Haven will be fine and they'll be good. And if you saw the preview about the Audrey clone, oh my God. Well, okay. So. Before we go, before we go there, let's, let's talk. Croatoan said towards the end of mm-hmm. the episode, right? He talks what? about the fact that, um, I'm going to give them, give it to you. I'm going to give what you want, which is a perfect Haven. Right. Right. So we don't know how that goes, but we've been there, done that, Right. Trouble with the troubles. Good point, Amy. Good point. We've seen a place without troubles and how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And and if anybody saw the sneak peek, can I talk about the sneak peek, Amy? That's not spoiling it too much, is it? Uh, let's not talk about the sneak peek. Oh, because there's something in no, there I want to say. No. No. Well, I just want to go back to uh, Kirby when he touched Audrey a few episodes ago. But I want to know. No, you okay. cannot. I'm, I'm, you cannot. I'm going to bring this up in our next podcast. Okay, write it down. I want to say right now so bad. But before we go there, um, the reason I said we've seen that, been there, done that with the trouble with the troubles, yeah. remember Croatoan can control any trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Kirby's, not Kirby's. Um, Vanessa's? No. From trouble with the troubles, the trouble person in that episode had the power to create a perfect world. Yes. Right. Croatoan yeah. has these powers, has these troubles, 
And he probably, I'm sure one of Duke's ancestors may have cut him and, and has it, which is why Croatoan has it. And I'm, I think we're going to see that trouble in the next episode. Yeah, well, and, and, and Croatoan always said to Audrey in this conversation, he had with her, the troubles are a gift. You need to use them the right way. And we have seen um, in Haven many times when they've been forced to use the troubles, especially in these last few episodes, um, we've seen people use their own troubles for evil, like in Magic Hour. We saw what Arla did with the trouble. We saw it, you know, Ian Haskell. We saw it in Sparks and Recreation. Of course, they only have to, those are when people use their troubles for evil. We've seen our Haven Savers have to use the troubles, like obviously they used the trouble to split Audrey from Mara. They were trying to use the trouble to get Croatoan out of Dave. They used the trouble to bring Charlotte back to talk to her about how to build the barn. I mean, I've got a whole list of examples here. So that's also the crux of the issue is, you know, Croatoan thinks they're powerful and they're gifts and has said to Audrey, haven't you ever used the troubles or created the troubles? You know, she did create that one trouble, right? Right. Um, and well, the thing is, right, from what you're saying, Croatoan says, I wish you wouldn't call them that. They're gifts. Right, right. He says that. But the thing is, unlike Croatoan, who's had time to perfect the control over these troubles, mm -hmm. everyone in Haven does not have that time and they're unable to control it. And then a new generation comes, they are unable to control it. And so... Yeah. There will always be troubles. Yes. And so next week, we're not going to talk about the sneak peek. We're just going to speculate everything else in, in two minutes. Or next week? Less than, less than two minutes. Amy, what is your speculation for next week? For how Haven is going to end? Yes. Well, I'm going to have to be influenced by the sneak peek and the previews that we've seen. Well, just don't um. mention that. <laughs> oh, you are, you're, now you're turning evil on me. <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's speculation well i i know what amy's thinks how you are your thoughts on how it ends why don't you go first because <laughs> you need time to take out the sneak peek <laughs> well, all right okay my speculation yes. while, while you think about it my speculation yes. is that um haven will be saved okay but there will be a cost to that saving of the of haven okay and the question is going to be who pays that price Okay. And I think whoever pays that price, it will not be, I don't want to, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to say it without, not, without saying it at the same time. I think a cost will be paid by an individual or two and a third individual will be saved by that sacrifice. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, well, I think I, I haven't. I think I've kind of said it right here in this podcast how I think it's going to end. Audrey needs to realize she's stronger than Croatoan and she needs to defeat him. And I kind of have a hunch that maybe she'll go through with what she has to do to defeat him, but maybe they'll leave us a little hanging on whether did it really 100% work or do we need to kind of fill in some blanks for ourselves on the result of what she did? Um, I, I, I tend to be colored more by the facts that we know that they said that Haven could possibly continue with a different chapter. And does that mean that our current characters are no longer around or they're happy or they're not happy? I, I'm not really sure. But I just think that um, it's Croatoan versus Audrey for the future of Haven. And it's going to be mind-blowing, guys. So definitely check it out. And the other thing we have to, that I, I do want to say and emphasize is um, as Brian and other writers and the powers to be have said, the ending for the show, which we will see on Thursday, is one that has been planned from the beginning and inception of Haven. So right. something that Sam and Jim have planned from the get-go. And so 
this isn't that we're we're not getting an ending that wasn't intended. So don't mm-hmm. think that. Right. Um, think of it in the purest form that it is. This is how it was always meant to be finished. Right. Right. So the fact that Haven's aired for six seasons and it's become popular and people are in love with these characters and devoted to the show and maybe have an attachment, that's apparently not really going to have any effect. They are going with the original planned ending that was planned before Haven even began filming um, in 2010. Exactly. And so um, tune in on Thursday. We will be there on Twitter, live chatting and tweeting our fingers off. And so hopefully we'll see you there. And We will reminisce the following week on our very last podcast episode for Revisiting Haven. Uh, This episode's like 30, 40 minutes long or whatever, so I don't know how long next week's going to be because it's a double episode. If anybody's still listening, thank you so much. (laughs) You're much too kind. Thank you so much, guys. Um, We wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys listening, so we do appreciate it very much and um, look forward to chatting with you guys and recording the very last one next week. So till next time, we're out. This is Revisiting Haven.